back to my conversation with Pause the Music. We do have some uh, social media questions, and one of them, which I, I assume you saw on Twitter already, which is, why is the S capitalized in pause? And that does come from our friend, DJ Shauna. That is DJ Shauna. She said I, the uh, people want to know. The people need to know. Yeah. Um, it's basically just like a my logo. And like at first, it, it was a little, uh, it's like the capital P, capital S. So it's kind of like a play on like the big and the small. Yep. It was really stupid. When I started the, the pause project, I thought that like <laughs> typing in different characters, you know, case sensitive would like that, like, define you more mm -hmm. on the Google search. <clears throat> so at first, you know, I'm like, all right, I want to be called pause. My last name's Powelka, you know, friends in middle school couldn't pronounce my last name. So they would just call me pause. And coming into it, I was like, you know what, if I, if I call myself pause, how the hell is anyone going to find me on Google? Mm. You know what I mean? Like, what are you going to do? Google pause? Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know, Bunch of cat video show up. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I was like, no, maybe I'll like, you know, do a little play with like some, you know, capitals and lowercase and come to find out that doesn't help you on, on Google. <laughs> but that's why I, that's why my, you know, now it's, it's pause the music. So Got it's it. like, it's, it's more of like a, a play on, you know, Oh, pause the music or yeah. whatever. But, um, well now the yeah, people, now like, the people know they were demanding to know. Thank you, Shauna, <laughs> for revealing my deepest, darkest secret. I have, I have a feeling that she already asked you that question, but she just wanted to be out there publicly. I if I know did. Shauna, yeah. Yeah, she probably did. That's hilarious. Um, we got some more questions from the, uh, from the interweb. The interweb. Uh, yeah, oh, I already asked that one. What was your, uh, do you have a favorite bubble moment? Yes. Um, it was a Houston Rockets. Oh man, I don't remember who they were playing. It might have been like Sacramento. It was in the seeding game, so it was like right at the at the cusp of that. Like a couple of the teams knew they were going home. A couple of them had kind of thrown in the towel. Um, and I was DJing in HP Fieldhouse, and I think it was the Rockets and the the Kings or the 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 Wizards or something like that. It was definitely a team that was like out. Yeah. <clears throat> and I had gone to the bathroom, which was like right in right in the hallway of the visiting locker room. And the visiting team was Houston. So I think, I'm pretty sure it was it was um, Sacramento. Mm -hmm. So I'm in the bathroom. I'm like washing my hands, obviously, COVID. Minimum of 20 seconds. Right, right. So I'm in the bathroom. I'm washing my hands. And Austin Rivers and another, I think it was Daniel House, walking into the bathroom. And like they're, you know, doing their thing. You know, what, 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 you, what you do in the bathroom. Yeah. And I'm washing my hands. And I just like didn't even really think about it because I didn't see Austin Rivers. My name's Austin. Yep. So I'm like washing my hands, right? And I hear Daniel House go, good shit out there, Austin. <laughs> and I like, I like turn around. And I was like, hey, thanks. Yeah, thanks, bro. I was like, dude, thanks. And they both looked at me and I saw it was Austin Rivers. <laughs> They're both like a year, like it, it was just like so, like, I like turn around. And I was like, hey, thanks. And they both looked at me like I was fucking crazy. So, <laughs> you know what? Never mind, man. I'm good. Just, just kidding. I'm going to go back out there. Sorry. Uh, that would probably be my favorite moment. Hilarious. Um, I did get a chance to talk with your boy LeBron. Nice. Uh, that was that was pretty cool. I mean, not every day you get to talk to like nope. someone like that. Um, I actually have an interesting story with LeBron. I've met him three or four times. Mm -hmm. So when I was nine, um, I got to. I had. A, I used to have like this really like big voice when I was a kid. Like I always used to growl at people. <laughs> I used to do like the the starting lineups for the Nuggets when I was a kid. Awesome. 
And 2004 All-Star was his rookie season. And I got to go out to LA and do the rookie sophomore game Mm -hmm. at Staples. And I got to announce that. And after that game, I was like nine years old. You know, like they got to take me back to the locker room. I got to meet the whole team. LeBron was the nicest dude probably I've ever met. And like at the time, like he was, he was a rookie. So we didn't know he was going to be, you know, a boy for the Nuggets. And he was when he was with the Heat. And I was working the away locker room and, you know, like we get to like go in there and, you know, take their towels and the locker rooms and all that. And at the end of, you know, the night, usually when they're all like dressed, (coughs) excuse me, sorry. Um, uh, As soon as everyone's all dressed and stuff, you know, like if you have something that you want signed, that's like, okay. Um, I didn't have anything I want signed. I just kind of went up to LeBron and I was like, hey man, I don't know if you're going to remember me, but you remember that kid that was like announcing you, your rookie season back in LA. <clears throat> and he like looked up from tying his shoes and was like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> I was like, yeah, man, it's me. And he goes, how old are you now? And I was like, I'm 18. And he was like, wow. And then he like, he was like, D-Wade. And he like yelled over to Dwayne because Dwayne was on that team. And also Chris Bosh was also on that, in that game. So like, they got to like kind of like he yelled at Dwayne and Dwayne was like, no shit. That's crazy. Very man. cool. <clears throat> Very cool. Right. And like, this is back when like people were hating on LeBron. Like this is like, you know, post decision, like all that stuff. Yeah. So, like, How dare you leave I, the team that I love. And now you're on yeah, another he, team that's winning NBA championships. Yeah. No, I get right, it. Right. Who cares? <laughs> but he was super nice. And, you know, he gave me like a, He's like, how old are you? I was like, I'm 19 now. And he goes, well, holy shit, dude. I was 19 when I played in that game. <laughs> and like, it was just like the craziest, like at that time, like I think he was on his, on his way to his first ring. Mm-hmm. So like, he hadn't won it yet, but I mean, we knew. Yeah. Cause was, they lost their first year when they got yeah. together in Miami. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it was that, that, ne- that next season when they won, but um, that was a super cool experience. And like, I, the last week of or last couple weeks of the bubble, I was going to the shipping center. You know, I had so much stuff shipped to me down there just to like, that was a story that came out. Like they had to build an area yeah. for all the boxes that were coming in for yeah. everybody. It, yeah. The shipping center was like intimidating. <laughs> You'd go in there and there's like names close to your name that like, I'm like, Who? yeah. <laughs> and like there was certain hours you could go in there and like, you didn't know if you didn't know that and you went in security's like yelling right. at you. Nope. You got to come back tomorrow. Yeah. All that. So, um, I'm going to the shipping center to like ship stuff home, shipping my Xbox home. And like, I see LeBron and like, not, I mean, I saw him a few times, like in the bubble, but like, he was always like with somebody or like with AD or like with his manager or like somebody from the team. So it was kind of like, you you could never really get him alone. Yeah. I mean, obviously it's LeBron James, but like this time I was walking to shipping and he was like, nobody near him, wasn't talking to anybody. So I was like, you know what? This is my only chance. I was like, hey, bro. And I like set my box down. And I think he thought I was going to like ask him for a picture because yeah. he like pulled his mask down and so did I. But I was like, hey, man, I just want to let you know, like, do you remember that that kid that announced <laughs> you, you know, in 2000, did the same thing again. And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah. And he like totally remembered. And I was like, I was like, yeah, I mean, the last time I saw you, you were in Miami when I was a ball boy and he just like kind of like you could see it all kind of yeah, like just washing over him. Yeah. And he's like, what are you doing here? And I was like, I'm actually DJing down here now. Like I've been, I've been playing the music this whole time. And he was like, what? Like, dude, that's sick. <clears throat> so I told him, I was like, yeah, man, I'm actually, you know, it was in the finals. And I had, I was, I actually was, you know, the Lakers yep. DJ for the finals. And I appreciate that. Yes. Yes. The, the Laker wives loved me. Good. Yeah. 
So that was that was my bonus. Yeah, if the family likes you, everybody else is gonna like you. So I told him I was like, "Is there anything you want to hear, man?" He's like, "No, dude, keep doing your thing. You're killing it." And like that was just like very cool. I didn't get to shake his hand, but I mean, COVID. Uh, Yeah, that's fine. So for the rest of that day, you just floated. You didn't walk on the ground at all. So it was just floating. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. We ended up losing that game, the next game, which sucked. But I mean, you guys got you guys ultimately. That's fine. Yeah, I'll I'll take the NBA championship. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, those two would probably be my favorite bubble stories. Very sure. cool. Um, so it sounds like going out of the bubble for a second, you've been involved with the Nuggets organization since you were a little kid. Is that a family tie? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I've, um, I've actually worked <clears throat> probably like eight or nine jobs for the Nuggets. Wow. Um, started off PA announcing when I was like eight back before, like we even switched <laughs> to the powder blue colors. Yeah. That's, that's, was, that's an amazing Started off PA announcing when I was eight. You don't you don't hear that very often. There might be some child labor laws. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> but no. So I did that when I was eight, nine, and ten. <clears throat> and then at about eleven, I took a little bit of a break. Um, school. I was kind of a little shit in school, so like I was <laughs> not the best kid. You're like uh, I'm the PA announcer for the Nuggets. Why do I need to go to school? Yeah, something like that. That's how I would have been for sure. And um, you know, I did that for probably five or four or five seasons. I did a little less. Some, some seasons I did more than others. Mm-hmm. And then um, after that, I was throwing t-shirts for probably two or three seasons. I, I know how I can roll. The There's a specific t-shirts. way to roll them, right? There is. There really is. Um, so they don't come t-shirts. undone when you throw them or they shoot out of the cannon. Yeah. It's a real, real thing. This guy knows. <laughs> um, I've been doing this too, way too long. Trust yeah. me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so I did that for a couple of years. Um, I wrapped cable for a couple of years, mm-hmm. like utility. So I followed around the, you know, camera guys mm-hmm. had to learn how to wrap. That's obviously that comes into, that's a big skill because they got to get off the court quickly. So you don't trip the players or kill somebody while they're on the court. Yeah. And you can't fuck up someone's cables. Correct. Know? Cables are expensive. 100%. So. <laughs> um, I did that for a couple of years. I ball boyed for two seasons. Um, that was probably like the, the coolest, like behind the scenes mm-hmm. type job because you got to like that was the first time you ever got to like humanize like i got to humanize like the players yeah more. not as much like oh my god this is you know like griffin like it, it was it was cooler because you know you were doing little tasks for him like yeah. going and going like an energy drink or like you know stuff like that they were really nice yeah most, you get to know them a little bit more than just the basketball player you get you see some of their personality a little bit yep right right so did that for a couple seasons <clears throat> and then after that uh for four seasons I sat with our PA announcer Kyle as a on on like on court uh, like coordinator, if you will. Yeah, so yeah. like yep. Like our director sits like way up in the perch up top of a ball arena, and they they need to have like eyes and ears about like what's going on on the mm-hmm. floor. The refs talking about <clears throat> basically, I was basically like a timeout coordinator for the arena. Yep, I did that for four seasons, but ultimately that I sat with like Kyle, who also went to the bubble. So oh, yeah. it was. It was it was awesome when I got the DJ job after doing that for four seasons. Our DJ, DJ Beds, um, at the time, super good friend of mine, great guy, literally taught me like everything I, I know now and I like use about, you know, DJing. Did he or does he do Broncos games? Yes, he okay, does. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Super good dude, an amazing DJ, uh, one of the best turntablists I know. Mm-hmm. Um, he he taught me a lot about, you know, how to how to stay how to stay hot, how to stay like, you know, on top of things yep. and think very topically and, and stuff like that. 
um, he had decided he wanted to, you know, move on, start a family, uh, not, not have to DJ 41 games a year, yeah. as well as having a radio gig and Broncos. And it's understandable, you know, I, I get it. <clears throat> so instead of hiring outside, they kind of, at the time I had already been like starting my brand and mm-hmm. like, you know, DJing festivals. Cause that's like, that's what I was doing before this. I, yep. you know, make, I, I still make music. Um, but I was DJing a lot more like raves and festivals and, and stuff like that, which God, I can't wait till they come back. Serious. Unfortunately, um, I think it's going to be the last industry that comes back, but yes, I am, I'm with you. Absolutely. Um, but he, they had kind of out of nowhere, like I had gotten a call from beds and he was like, Hey dude, I'm, you know, I think I'm going to hang it up after this season. Would you be interested in like taking the job? And I was like, Holy shit. Like, Whoa. And at the time I was like about to move to LA and like try mm. to, chase. I was literally about to like try to chase like the whole, you know, DJ EDM, you know, lifestyle. I was going to try to go out there and, and, you know, get a job and, and, and go to icon. If you've ever heard of that. Yeah. And what year, what year was this? This was 2017. Okay. The end of the 2017. Okay. And beds had kind of told me that. And I was, I know shit was probably about a couple of weeks from like moving crazy, like, actually, like maybe a month or two from moving. And like, I got the job and was like, Oh man, like I, this is, my dream job at this point, you know, I've worked for the nuggets for, I think it was like eight years. Since at the I was time. eight years old. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it was like, man, like this is, this is all full coming full circle now. Um, and as soon as I got the job out, you know, I, I tried to switch things up a little bit, you know, we had, we had been doing things a certain way for a while and I kind of wanted to come in and, <clears throat> and, you know, make it my own and not necessarily, you know, bite what beds had done for yeah. years. And it stuck. And I mean, now it was like, at first I think that there was a little bit of like lashback. I think a lot of people thought that I took beds as job. And oh, it was like, got it. So like even still, like, they're like, are you in beds? Cool. I'm like, Oh my God, <laughs> trained me like, the last thing that he was there. So like, don't, don't get anything twisted. Like, you know, we're good friends. They like, just assume know. there's beef, always DJ beef. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. So, I mean, yeah, that, that was basically how that went. And then when this season, when last season ended, I was super bummed because I don't think we should have lost to the Trailblazers, obviously. But I mean, then this season came along and it was like the bubble experience happened. And now it's like, holy shit, like, wh- where's time going? Seriously. Like, I've already gone through my second season as an NBA DJ. And now I'm like here waiting to start my third. That's also unlike any other with like no fans. And Seriously. <clears throat> it's definitely an interesting it's been an interesting year that's for sure i'll be curious uh to chat with you uh personally after you've done a few games in an arena like i know in orlando it was an arena but it was much smaller from what i saw yeah smaller and it was essentially more for tv like it was a tv studio where tonight when i go to staples center it's an arena for almost twenty thousand people and i'm going to be in the stands by myself by yourself for the whole game just like waving at people. Hi, everybody. I'm yeah, right. Yeah. It's just me over here and looking awkward. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was like one of my stories in the finals when, when Adam Silver had gotten there, mm-hmm. <clears throat> they had, you know, our booth kind of in the center, like on the, on the camp, on the side that you didn't really see on yeah. TV. And Adam Silver sat like two rows in front of me, but he had like a high chair. You obviously know it's Adam Oh, he's Silver. a tall dude too, right? He's Isn't he pretty tall? tall? Yeah. I didn't realize how tall he yeah. was until I like, got close to him. And, um, at one point in time, he had gotten there. I think it was like a second game in the bubble. And I'm like DJing. I'm like, oh, shit. Adam Silver just walked in. You know? 
get it, get you, stood up, you stood up a little bit straighter and made sure everything everybody was, yeah. everybody in the room <laughs> once adam's in there you're like you better have your shit together <laughs> but he was there and i think he was trying to get it like chris weber's attention or mm. like mark Jackson because they were right behind us in like their little tv studio and he was like he turned around and like mark jackson and like chris weber right behind me mm-hmm. he like turns around and he's like please tell me you wait back at him oh i totally wait <laughs> Ask Chris Cunanan about it. Yeah. I'll ask, ask him Chris tonight Cunanan. when I see him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Ask him about it. He goes, nice wave, dude. Hilarious. And like, hey, Adam, he, how are you? Good to see you. Yeah, yeah, it was awesome. He kept waving, and I was like, I looked back, and like nobody was paying attention, so I was like, hey. Yeah, you and don't want to leave like, him hanging. You did a good thing. You don't want Adam yeah. to feel dumb waving to nobody. Yeah. Yeah, and then you could see his eyes kind of like look black with mine, and he, and he did like that like. Oh, hey, guy. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Hey, whoever you are. Meanwhile, all you can do is make eye contact because everybody has face masks on. You can't see facial expressions yeah. at all whatsoever. That's hilarious. So, I mean, that was also a good one as well. Um, really, what I took from that story is you and Adam Silver are best friends now. Best friends now. Yeah. Totally. Uh, yeah. What's it called? Uh, thumbnail right there. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> hilarious. Yes. Um, I got some more uh online questions web questions yeah one yeah. is uh from my guy joel who does all the in-game beats from the lakers and okay uh, i'm not gonna ask that question because he's uh kind of rubbing it in that we won the nba championship oh so. uh, you can ask it it's okay look actually since you guys won this your boys sent me this this week this oh uh, yes the hat <laughs> so good Yes. So I don't know if I'll ever get a chance to wear it, but I mean, you know, I, well, it's, it's a good keepsake. It's good to have. Um, Yeah. I was telling everybody like, I I feel uh, people like, Oh, how do you feel? Like I'm happy for the players, but obviously, you know, my team won. So I'm very happy. Like I've I've never been on the court. I've never put the ball in the basket to help the Lakers win the game. So I'm not winning or losing an NBA championship, right. Cause I'm not on the court. So I felt, ecstatic for them because i know how difficult it was and then but i felt bad for the fans because it hasn't really sunk in yet until we can celebrate it with the fans and uh the last i heard genie bus said that they're not going to raise the banner in the arena until they can do it with the fans which i thought was pretty cool now who knows who knows when that'll be but um but you got to dj and nba finals with your team not being there did you dj any games where the nuggets were the away team no, they they actually were really really uh, aware of that. So That's like good. they never had Shauna do an away Bucks game. They never had Andy do an away Clippers game, and they never had Courtney do an away Nets game. Okay, that would have. I, I think that would be weird. That would that would be oh, tough. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, there'd be some. There'd be like an element of sabotage that would probably end up totally. There. Oh, whoops! Sorry, my team just went on a big run. Like Katy Perry for you. <laughs> Nothing wrong with Katy Perry. Katy Perry is you know. No, no, we're not saying that at all. Yeah. No, 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 but definitely not what the players want to hear. For yes. Uh, yeah. So Joel was just going to ask, like, are you going to be bummed that we get NBA championship rings and you don't? He was just trying to, oh, he, was just, he was just trying to rub it in this, you know, okay. it's okay. Even if I didn't get, like, if I got one, obviously I'd wear it, but like where you know, I you know, think like, like, to games I would. Yeah. And then, then it would be just being like a safe maybe. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of like, I'd probably like, even if I got one, like say that the Nuggets won this title. Yeah. I, I mean, if the Nuggets would won the title, I'd probably like put it on a chain. And <laughs> yeah. You say now, when would I wear it? And you're like all the time. All the time. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, that was, that was, that was hilarious. I had a couple friends reach out like when, when the Lakers had won, they're like, dude, are you going to get a, a Lakers ring? 
<laughs> like I wish. Yeah. I wish. I mean, that'd be, that'd be awesome. That'd be a great, that'd be another great keepsake, but at the same time, it'd be like, it would almost like burn a hole in my. Yes. Exam. Well, you got the hat, so you're fine. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, uh, I interviewed uh, four corners from the Toronto Raptors on this podcast uh, yeah. earlier earlier this year, and we mm. were talking. and He was wearing his championship ring, and he wasn't showing it, but it like flashed in front of the camera. And I was in the middle of asking him a question, and I looked at the ring, and then I totally got distracted with the question yeah. I was about to ask. And I was like, I don't know what I was about to ask you. I just saw your ring, and so let's talk about your ring now because yeah. he got the Drake ring. You know what I'm saying? Like Drake, uh, yeah. so the OVO one. Yeah. yeah. So we'll see. And I have no so, idea what the Lakers championship ring looks like. I don't know. Yet. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm imagining that it'll, it'll probably be pretty big um, and have some kind of bubble Disney element. If Mickey Mouse is on my NBA championship ring, I, I don't know how I'm going to feel about pissed. that. Yeah. <laughs> hey, but still an NBA championship ring. What can I say? Uh, true, nonetheless. All right. So we'll get to better. Let's get to non rubbing it in questions from oh, the, from hey, the rubbing it in questions make, uh, <laughs> make, for good, make for good stories. I believe this is also another DJ Sean, a question. What DAW? do you use, and I'm using this in air quotes, to make the music slap? I use Ableton. Yeah. And, um, yeah, Ableton's the, the truth. I, uh, <clears throat> I'm, I'm like, uh, at first I started with Fruity Loops. Um, FL Studios was, was fun, mm -hmm. but I, I'm like, I'm, I think I got on Fruity Loops because at the time I thought I was like this super visual, like I needed to have like, everything played out in front of me yep. like i love the way that the interface was <clears throat> but then once i started to like make better music and like i wanted to collaborate with friends i'd be like oh like i'm on fl and they're like ah, they're like, ah yeah I well i guess stem it out and send it to me but like so i it was there was kind of like a little bit of peer pressure with that now mm -hmm. i'm on ableton and like i'll never go back because it's same industry standard one and two like it's just like the most hands-on you can do everything you really want to do it's definitely like you know extensive to dive into like you know yeah the learning curve for me i mean i'm still learning stuff don't get me wrong but like yeah. just to, yeah. to start out i was like i'm 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 a little overwhelmed yeah, yeah. i totally do you use ableton during games what uh what i don't i've actually thought about it though because <clears throat> i love um i don't know if shauna told you about it but like one of my like things that I do is like finger drumming on yep. like my, my tractor or not tractor Serato mm -hmm. like controller. So I, I had been talking about possibly like working some way to like get a, like an Ableton push into mm -hmm. like, into the, you know, into the mix and kind of like really get, um, dive deeper into like, you know, being on like with, you know, sound effects and stuff. Cause a push has like, I don't know how many buttons it has exactly, but it's like 50 or 60, I think. Yeah. I think, I mean, it's at least 10 down, 10 across. I mean, it's, it's, yeah, it's, I think it's, so. it's a lot. Yeah. It's a good it's amount. Like maybe not 50 or 60, but somewhere. Yeah. It's still good, whatever it is. It's, it's plenty. Right. So, I mean, I think that that would be cool. I think that that would, that's probably what's next as far as like in arena DJs. Mm -hmm. I mean, <clears throat> it's also just tough. Uh, Ableton has a lot of, you know, you could fire a clip and like, it could also like screw you over pretty bad. Like it could fuck something like up in your, in your entire, the way you built a, you know, a drum rack or yeah. something. And like, if you, if you fire something the wrong way, you could be screwed for the whole game. <laughs> <So> like, <clears throat> um, I would say that that's probably what's next. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm trying to get better at piano. Mm. I'm like trying to train myself a little bit. Um, my music theory is not the best. 
but um, I can I can catch a tune on a piano. So like that would be another thing that I'd like to incorporate. Mm-hmm. But I mean that that also goes hand in hand with Ableton. You can always put the what what is it called like the sync protect on it or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like oh, did you mean G minor? Yeah. Like, yes, I did. Uh, Thank you. Come yeah, on. yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's probably probably coming soon. I think that that would probably be something that would play better with the fans um, as opposed to just like now but yeah yeah absolutely that's that's definitely something that i've thought about for sure that's um i have a uh a follower that is he's in high school and he hits me up all the time and asking questions about dj games i think he's convinced his school to let him try it out to try to like dj high school games um he is always hitting me up and sending me clips of like Hey, what song is this playing in the background at some game? I'm like, I, I can't tell from the clip because there's so much crowd noise and it goes into right. a defensive prompt. But there are times where, um, so for example, at Lakers game, sometimes I have a edit of Seven Nation Army, and then mm-hmm. Joel, who does all the organ sounds and in game, will then start playing it live and then go into like a defensive prompt or something like that. And uh, my buddy right. on social media has <clears throat> heard stuff at Denver games. He believes that you have gone from a song to a defensive prompt. Yeah. Um, yeah. And he was asking how you do that. Cause he's basically wants to know like equipment and stuff like that, that you're using. Yeah. Is it pre-made things like that? That's just cue points. Yeah. Um, and usually pre-made edits. So like what I'll do is I'll have like a minute, 30, two minute, like uh, intro. Mm-hmm. And then on the very end, I'll leave like, like a 10 second bump in between that track ending. And then the, like the kick and the snare. Mm-hmm. So what I'll do is I'll like play the track, you know, going it back into a timeout or whatever from a timeout. It kind of like, you know, builds up. <clears throat> I'll start it at like 45 seconds and then I'll cue it to like the big sub drop. Yeah. It's like, and then I have like at the end, my cue points are set with a sub and then a kick or a sub. And it's like paired with a kick yeah. and then like a snare. Got it. So I'll, I'll start like the do, 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 so that's actually like me using my hands. Yeah, you're doing that live. Right, yep. right. Just because like, you know, sometimes if you if you use the, you know, the bump, sometimes the bumper will like mess you up if you don't have your cue points yep. set. So like Mike, sometimes, it, not always, I won't always do that. Like if, if there's like a big timeout coming or something, or like, you know, if there's something I need to be like on my feet for and like kind of searching for it, I'll just let, I'll let that play. Yeah. I'll have a cue point set for like the start of the chant. So Got that'll it. be like, Sub drop ends, it'll be like, but then I'll have like 10 seconds in there. Like there's, when I first started doing that, I would cue that sub drop. Then like they'd start juggling up the court and like no music would come out. And I'd be like, shit. Like, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, Got it. like the position would end before the beat started. So yeah, that's, that's how I do that. And you're just tapping it out on your Serato controller, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. With cool. Little launch pads. Yeah. yeah. My guy, uh, Nolan, I believe is his name. He is uh, fired up about becoming a sports DJ at some point and trying try awesome. to do it at a school. Yep. That's awesome. I think that that's so cool that there's a younger generation that's kind of starting to realize the importance of music, especially in athletics. Mm-hmm. And yeah, for me, like coming up when I got into DJing, the thought of DJing sporting events wasn't even didn't even cross my mind. Like they didn't yeah. have DJs the way we do now, obviously. Um, but it wasn't even it wasn't a thing, it wasn't right. a thing at all. So the fact that it, I lucked into mm-hmm. it is, I, I feel very fortunate. That's for sure. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, were there, were you guys assigned to specific arenas in the bubble? That's another, uh, at first we were, um, I was assigned to the HP field house. That was like the, the, 
the highest ceiling mm-hmm. building. Um, it's like if you see pictures from that one, it's like the one with the white ceiling. It looks okay. like a house. Um, but that was for the first about month, month and a half. Shauna was in H or at um, what was it called? Visa. It was mm-hmm. the Visa <clears throat> Arena. It was like across the across the way and the Brooklyn DJ was assigned to the arena, but then the fourth guy, the Clippers dude was bouncing around to all of our, got it. So he was, he was like the, you know, the Rover. The, right. Right. Yeah. Makes so, sense. A little bit. I mean, at the beginning for sure. Um, and then once, once it got knocked down to just two of us DJs, we were all, all the games happened. At the yep. arena. Making it easier for everybody. Yeah, yeah. And one more interweb question. Uh, what do you want to achieve? in the future? Um, that's a tough question. Very broad for the rest of your life. What do you think? Ultimately, like obviously music is my passion. Mm -hmm. Um, I have a ton of music that I haven't released. I probably have like 15 songs that are like almost done that I like haven't even started releasing yet. I used to release a lot of music, um, before I had gotten this job, but Mm -hmm. once this job kind of started, it was, it's a little harder to manage a DJ career with like a, Hey, like I'm also a music producer. It is a lot. Yeah. So, um, I think ultimately it'd be releasing that music. I have some very good friends that are, um, crushing it in the EDM scene right now. Um, but I think as far as like the future goes, I would love that. I'd love to, you know, continue this music journey and, and continue to make music and, and, you know, and, and grow my brand. But I also like would love to, when I get older, like somehow get into like a front office of a, of a, of an NBA. Maybe not necessarily the nuggets or I don't know who, but I mean, I've been around the game for so long and like, I've, I love, you know, the sport. I love everything about it. My dad was so right in high school when I was like, I'm going to play lacrosse. I I don't want to play basketball. He's like, dude, you're going to regret it. (laughs) And then as soon as as I got into college, I was like, Dang it. <laughs> how I'm, dare my parents be correct? Yeah, how dare they be correct? <laughs> um, I'm not the tallest guy, so I, I never could have played, but like I love the game so much and I, I think that I'm such a student of it that as as DJs, especially in arena DJs, you kinda have to know the game in order yeah. to like really score it the right For way. For sure. So I think that in my years of sitting at the table with Kyle, being a ball boy you know, wrapping cable, doing all this stuff and getting to see all these different eras of basketball. I think that I would love to somehow work my way into a front office, whether that was PR or, <clears throat> you know, some kind of, you know, scouting. I mean, maybe I wouldn't be the best scout, but I would love to, I would love to somehow like work my way up into a front office. Of a, of an well, you've done everything else for the Denver Nuggets. Like, why not? I mean, <laughs> yeah, just, what, I what else is there to do now besides being the front office for the Nuggets? I know for real. Nice. Yes. Um, so uh, from doing this podcast, every DJ I've talked to, we've all gotten our jobs in a different way. Um, mm-hmm. And I get asked all the time, oh, how could I get the job in my city? Which I don't think there's a one way to answer. But if you gave advice to somebody, how would you advise them to potentially go about being a sports DJ in their city? I would just say be persistent. Um, be persistent and focus on what makes you unique to you, to you and your city. I think that <clears throat> the reason that, you know, so many people are successful in their markets is because they have such an understanding of their market. And you don't, you don't want to like let your, your own taste in music dictate what you play in these situations. So I think persistency 
um, adaptability and just like taking criticism well, because in this industry, you're, you're going to have people tell you, you suck. And like, it's not even that they mean like that in a bad way. Like they mean that because they want you to get better. And I think what a logic, what a lot of, you know, up and coming DJs, when they hear that first, like, wow, that, that, that career shaking, you suck or criticism that they instantly are like, okay, this isn't for me. Like this, 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 you know, I need to stick in my lane or whatever. And, and, you know, with my story specifically, Denver is a huge EDM scene Mm -hmm. and I had been making EDM. I had been DJing EDM since I was like 17 in nightclubs. So I knew that coming in once I took the job that I was going to have to, maybe not necessarily have to, but I, but I wanted to, to incorporate my culture and like where I've come from and, and, and stuff like that. And I think that what is so awesome about Denver now is that we, we play more dubstep and trap and like crazy aggressive, uh, dance music in our games. And like fans are, are kind of getting used to it. You know what I mean? I'm not necessarily saying like we're playing that transformer wonk yeah, yeah, yeah. crazy stuff, yep. but <clears throat> like in LA, I couldn't go to LA and play my dribble ups that I play here in LA. So I think that that goes back to my, my point of understanding your market, being persistent and letting someone know that you're there to work, that you're going to work hard, that you're going to keep things fresh. Um, and just focus, honestly, like focusing on your mental health because as a DJ, like I can't tell you how often, like how easy it is for DJs to kind of like, cave into themselves for sure we're so, yeah and like we're so self we're so self-conscious of ourselves when we're djing because we're like oh shit they like this song they like this song should i change this song should i do this and last just be yourself like <clears throat> uh i think that yeah just like continuing to like i said you know understand who you are and what your skill set is and yeah i mean also like i mean it's kind of corny but like the whole pause brand like i try to like really instill in people that like positivity, like positivity Mm -hmm. is everything. Because like, if you can come into, into a, into a work setting, whatever it is, if you're a high school basketball DJ, college basketball DJ, if you can come in there with the right attitude to, to build and get better every day and, and, and grow, I think that there's no way that you won't, you won't continue to climb. Yeah. I mean, also that being said, the, the music industry is a dark place and there's some, there's some really, really strong negative, you know, negative, what's the word I'm looking for? Stigmas about like the DJs carry about themselves. And like Mm -hmm. a lot of DJs love to like shit talk you because you're not as good at them or they think they're better than you. And like, that is something in this game that you just can't let phase you. Like when I first started, I had Obviously, I wasn't the Nuggets DJ, but I was getting hate tweets all the time. And all my boss, not my boss, my manager at the time was like, "Dude, if you if you take the time to respond to every one of those, one they win, and two, like, <clears throat> like everyone's gonna know how to get to you if yeah. you can like let them do that." So like, responding to internet trolls, don't ever don't ever do that. No. Like, don't ever do that because you give them the satisfaction. They're also usually the minority too, because most people right. aren't tweeting the positive stuff. It's the minority that's tweeting the negative stuff. Yeah. Right. Right. Exactly. So it's like, I mean, that would be it. I'd say be yourself, stay persistent, stay positive, um, focus on your mental health. Don't, don't let, you know, don't let anyone 
affect the way you think about yourself because ultimately you're the only person that can like take yourself to the level you think you're capable of. And if you let some fuck all troll on Twitter, <laughs> like mess with your, your, your hustle, like that's, you know, yeah. that's your problem. And like, music is art. It's subjective. So exactly. there's no, yeah, there's no, well, like this is exactly how it should be like. And especially if somebody's never done the job before, you can't tell me how to do my job. Also patience. Patience comes in with that as well. Totally. Because there's so many kids that like, I'm sure you get it too, that are like, how do I get to where you're at right now? And you're like, dude, I've been DJing for 10 years. Like, I know I'm only 26, but I've been DJing for a long time. I've had to play some really, I mean, dead, empty basements, you know, all, all this stuff that you're going to have to, you're going to have to do that grind. And I mean, unless you, unless you're, you know, you're somebody that puts out a song and just goes viral and yeah. all of a sudden you blow up. You're a Martin Garrix, which is like not, it's not like a thing that happens, you know, every day. It's a exception to the rule. Right. Yeah. Right. I would say just being patient because like there, there are people that want that, that pedestal we're at right away. Like that's what they want immediately. Yep. And that's tough to get because I mean, you got it. You kind of have to put the work in or you have to just, you know, get lucky. Well, and you could be the greatest DJ in the world, but DJing a sporting event is diff way different than DJing way a different. club or a yeah. festival, a wedding, a corporate gig. It's just way different. I don't care if you know how to DJ, it's way different. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yep. All that. And that's, yeah, that's what I would say is just be patient because it's, it's a marathon, not a sprint. There's a quote that I like love to like, it's, it's kind of corny as well, but it's like, you know, the piano, like the piano has black and white keys, you know, white keys are for times where you're up and times where you're, you know, you're, you're enjoying life and successful, but then there's the black keys that represent sadness and, you know, low points and, and, peaks and valleys in, 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 you know, the keys, but it takes the white keys and the black keys to make music. So like, it's, it's just one of those things that like patience is, it's, it, it's hard. It's going to, it's going to be a struggle. You're going to go through times where you want to quit yep. or you, you know, you don't think you're good enough. I, I go through that every day. Every day I make a song that like my girlfriend or my roommates like, dude, this is amazing. You need to put it out. And I'm like, is it good enough? You know what I mean? So yeah. there's, there's, that, there's that battle you got to get. That's why I say to focus on like what's up here, because if you're, if you're too critical of yourself, you'll never get anywhere. Yep. And like self-talk. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And like, I mean, I'm working on that every day as well. Like Same. I'm not the, you know, I'm not this perfect, you know, ideal, you know, content creator slash DJ slash producer. Like none of us are, even the DJs that you yeah. think are, they're not either. They're not. Yeah. yeah. And like, it, it's, that's that's also a good point as well because a lot of the people that like you look up to, me included, we all, I'm sure you do. We have our shitty days and of we course. have our we have our days that we're like, man, like, what the fuck am I doing? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, we all have especially like, this year. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> for real. And yeah, it's just one of those things that you got to be patient and you also got to be like ready for the ride because totally. it might not, it might not be great at first. It might not be great even when you're like doing well. You know, there's I know guys that are crushing it, but hate their manager or hate their agents. You know what I mean? Yep. Like hate their, hate their record label, like stuff like that, that, you know, I would just say, yeah, just grind, respect the grind and, and be ready to, to work your ass off. And, and yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. I love it. Well, I appreciate you taking the time to chat with me. It's the first time that you, you and I have chatted uh, I through social media, but never in person. So I appreciate yeah. it. And hopefully we talk in Shauna's, we talk in, in Shauna's Twitch chat. Exactly. Um, and hopefully as soon as we can get it, uh, allowed to travel and stuff again, I'm, I'm going to come to a game just to hang out and listen. Oh, like, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I love listening to other DJs, uh, at their arenas. 
Um, and speaking of Shauna's Twitch page, can people find you anywhere on social media? Where should people follow you? Yes. Pause the music at PAWS, the music on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Um, I'm on TikTok now. I'm trying to get better about that stuff too. Um, pause the TikTok, not the music. <clears throat> um, and I would just say, look forward to some new music coming in the new year. Um, I've got some remixes I'm working on. I've got a bunch of original tunes that haven't seen the light of day yet that have been done for like a year and a half. Mm -hmm. So like 2021, 2020 was supposed to be the year that yeah. like I did all this. And then like, you know, obviously uh, COVID had different plans, but um, yeah, just stay on the lookout for, you know, new music and, and uh, more positivity. I love it. Yeah. And um, is it true that you're going to be on Twitch on December 20th? Where are we all, yes, yes, we're I saw all that. trying to get together and do something on the 20th? I'm so down. Awesome. So, down. so cool. Well, well this, this, will, this will come out before that. So this will be good promotion for, uh, for that Twitch stream. Perfect. Perfect, man. Cool. All right. Well, good luck in the preseason. I'm sure uh, we'll be in contact before then and uh, good luck this season as well. Yes, dude. Thank you so much. Um, good luck to you guys. I hope we, I hope we, uh, we match up in the Western conference finals again this year. Yeah. You guys are, uh, you know, a year under your belt again. You guys are going to be good this year. I think so too. I mean, we, we lost a lot of players. I think we lost six, got seven new guys. So it's definitely going to be a different, um, a different squad, but I mean, Jamal and Jokic, man, they're, they're legit. That's for sure. They are legit. Yes, yes, yes. Cool. Well, good luck. And we'll talk soon. All right, brother. Take care. Man. And that's a wrap season one on the beat talks podcast. I'll be back in January with season two until then be safe. See you in 2021.